Welcome. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never, ever, ever played professional sports. I am one of your hosts, Max, along with your other host, Shreyas. And this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Network. Every topic, every team, everywhere. Hashtag, do you believe? Now, without further ado, let us talk sports. Amateur hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 99. 99 Bananas is the worst liquor I've ever tried. Uh, episode 99 of Amateur Hour. Great to have everybody here. Shrey, are you happy to be here or what? Yeah, we're one away, Max, so I'm, I'm excited. We're one away and then... And we still know, know that big happen. surprise. No, oh no, that big thing. <laughs> the big We've thing been planning for so many for- weeks. So many weeks. I mean, I, you think you've seen some crazy events. Nothing yet. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. All right. Well, Shrey, I'm going to get things kicked off with those weekly highs. The weekly highs. All right, folks. So I've got the weekly highs this week. My personal weekly high, you can't see it on this video but uh, or on this audio, which is what you're probably listening to it on, uh, but I have a new microphone stand because my old one crapped the bed. It, like the metal, it didn't rust, it just like broke. It was cheap. I got, I definitely got my money's worth. $20 for like two years of recording, solid. Mm. Yeah. $20? So I got a new one. It's 20 bucks. It was like 25 bucks off Amazon. Thing last so when it time. broke, was it just like the it came off the hinge or like what happened? Yeah, so that that metal rod that kind of sticks into the hinge that you the little vice grip that you put on your uh, desk, it just yeah. it just folded like the metal just wore through. <laughs> and just went, <laughs> it just went <coughs> and it coughed. No, it was coughing up dust and <laughs> slowly died. So I, the funeral is later this week. Uh, if anybody would like to join at uh, the scrap heap, yeah, at the scrap. <laughs> I'm going to melt this metal down uh, for, for my at industrial high, park at indu- <laughs> for my sports high this week. Uh, if you're a Golden State Warriors fan uh, or a basketball fan in general, the return of Andrew Wiggins is looks like it's looming within 24 to 48 hours of recording this podcast. The man should be back in the blue and gold. Uh, he's missed 22 games consecutively with a family issue. There's some nasty rumors going around. We don't know really what happened, but the point being, it's going to be good to see him back. And super scary if you're in the West, because you know it's playoff Chef Curry, playoff Clay, and now they've got a full healthy roster. Ooh, playoff Kevon Looney, actually. That's what I'm really scared of. So oh, with yeah. all, yeah, he's, man, the rebounding machine, dude. The rebounding machine. So with all them back, the Warriors are looking great, uh, and it's good to have a incredible on-ball defender back in the game. So that that's the highs this week. That's pretty much it. Absolutely. All right, Trey, bring us down. <laughs> the lows. <laughs> wah, wah. All right, I'm gonna bring it down to the lows. So I'll start with my I'll start with my personal low. My personal low is kind of a sports low. We're getting. We've gotten to the end of the the fantasy basketball season, unfortunately. Uh, and 
and I lost oh and two in the playoffs this year in in two out of in three leagues. Uh, one of them. Oh no. Oh, I, I made it playoffs in three leagues. Oh and three in the playoffs. No. <laughs> uh, Even two better. First round, <laughs> two first round losses, and then uh, I'm in a dynasty league uh, that I'm co-managing in, and we lost in the championship. So that's a tough one to, especially once it gets down to this like. And, and and once it gets down to like this part of the season, right? As it's uh, comfortably known in the NBA in NBA fantasy circles as silly season because people are out all the time, they get rested, and then you, it's so silly the the number of players that that come in whether they're on two way contracts, which is great as an NBA pro, like for those players to get a chance. It's amazing. Right, like they get to cha- they get a chance to try to get contracts for the next year, but for for fantasy managers, it's so like, tough what because in the world? You, got, <laughs> you got the Blazers signing people like Jonathan Williams, and you got like you know what I mean, like you just have no clue, and all your players who are stars ended up getting rested and or injured or injured, and I'm putting up air quotes. So um, it was tough. It was tough to manage at the end of the season. It was rough. It was rough. There's not enough uh, acquisitions to go around. There's always next year. Oh, that's a tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. But let's move on to the sports love. And uh, this was brought up to me by Max, and it was something that I definitely had my eye on because of how In bad my- this team is. Yeah, you see it, and you're like, "What the heck?" You're like, "You're like, yeah, but." How bad are they? And Max told me how bad they are. This this team I'm talking about is the Dallas Mavericks. And the Dallas <laughs> Mavericks post Kyrie trade, as Max informed me, are 7 and 15. Yeah. And when Doncic and Kyrie are playing, right? Because you may say, Trez, Doncic hasn't played a bunch of those games. Kyrie hasn't played a bunch of those games. You can't just say... <laughs> This certain time period, because what about when they're both playing? Well, I'll tell you, person who's listening. <laughs> four and eleven, when they're both playing. Ooh, four and eleven. Max, when, what was the first thing we said? And and we actually talked about this on pod when we talked the Kyrie trade, right? And, yeah, we did. Uh, we talked about that trade, and and I think I brought up, I brought up the point of this trade would be. Obviously, it should be a boost, right? So I didn't think it would go downhill like it has. Like it has, I didn't think they would all be losses, Max. They're basically all losses. Those growing pains are like severe tears, and like it was a severe growing tear. It wasn't even a pain. Like, yeah, no, it's. Here, uh, uh, I mean that. So I was uh, looking into a few things. I was doing some uh, investigative research, and Doncic takes a lot of the blame on him. But one of his comments was defensively. Right. So it's not their offense that's the problem. It's, he said, the other utter lack of defense. He said, he literally said, quote, I feel like anybody can score on us. And that really does. You kind of watch some of these games, and that is definitely an issue, right? Your Kyrie is an incredible offensive player, despite him wearing a tinfoil hat, right? Uh, Defensively, (laughs) he takes, he takes something away from you and uh, two people that you lost, right? Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney Smith. Yeah. Two really important defensive role players on that team, both in the guard and the forward position. Uh, the Mavs weren't, you know, they're were straight middle of the pack defensive rating prior to this trade, but now they're 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 twenty fifth in the league for defensive rating. I mean, that is yeah. 
That's tough. There was no emphasis placed on defense post-trade. That's the thing, right? It's like you gave away, even if you had a middling defense, you gave away what would be considered the best defensive player on your roster in Dorian Finney-Smith. Right? Am I forgetting about anybody? No, he's your best defensive player. Who would I think. be? Who would be better? Yeah. Yeah, like I like I don't I don't think Christian Wood is a good defensive player. Luca is definitely not. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not. Like they oh, don't Reggie have Bullock like he's is okay. eh, yeah, but like <laughs> he doesn't play as many minutes <laughs> to like actually be considered. Like Dorian Finney Smith plays like thirty five minutes a game. Yeah, and he's yeah, literally he was, he was out big. there yeah, as big. a defensive stopper, right? Like with this length. So you give away a player like that, you bring Kyrie, which is an offensive like the gap in offense is incredible, right? That or right. it should be. But when you can't stop anybody, and I know you, you might say in the NBA it's tough to stop anybody, right? Especially in this in this league. But you have to be able to have some sort of middle level of defense that like you can't just let people run over you. And that's Max, right. that's what's happening at the end of these games. They are running over, they're getting ran over like a bus. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. And if you watch the uh, the Mavs Hawks game uh, a day or two ago, same thing. It was just an offensive shootout on both sides, and it's like neither team could really stop a run. It went into OT, uh, but at the end of the day, Mavs still couldn't close it out, right? Yeah, you know, it's the same thing. You need defense in those clutch moments and defense to stop people going on runs. Yeah, so I mean, you can like it what's the lead? They are one game behind the play-in tournament, so they're not even in the playoff picture That's as of bad. right now. Could happen. Right. Could happen. OKC could fall down. Mavs could win a couple. But there's, you know, three, four games for each team left in the season right now. Max, did you think at this so, point in the season we'd be talking about the Lakers making the playoffs and the Mavs not making the playoffs? Um, that's what's happening. I that's, that's well, that's I didn't think about it. Right but now. if we talk about the Lakers, they they won the trade deadline. So my brother sent me something. He's that like, the script has been written. And I was like, no, 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 dude, you don't understand how good their trade deadline hall was. I don't know how we they talked did about it, it too. That, and we talked about they that. Had the, and, and they were tune in to one of our previous episodes for uh, I don't remember which one it was, but one of the previous ones has our Lakers talk. Yeah, we we talked when we when we went over all the the trade deadline winners. The Lakers were our biggest winner because of the amount of talent that they they brought in with what they actually gave up. They didn't give up a lot. They gave up second round picks. They may have, I think they may have given up their first in one of them, but mostly it was just a couple of low level picks, and they got actual talent that they Random can use players, Malik Beasley, yeah. Jared Vanderbilt. But with uh with they the got rid Mavericks, of Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook. Exactly. Those w. are people that were hindering their team, right? Their dynamic. Especially Westbrook, their dynamic was not good with Westbrook. They didn't know how to use him. And so we're talking about them doing well because of those moves and then the Mavericks put all their chips into the Kyrie basket, right? With the players and the picks that they gave up. And they didn't really know how to fit him in. They, it, it, it's a tough, it's a tough scenario because you want the talent, right? When you get an opportunity to get the talent, you you kind of have to like get it. It's almost like a do first, think later, because yeah, you never know the, when the opportunity yeah. will come about. But but that's not good team building, right? Right. You have to think about chemistry, and you have to think about. Well, I mean, Christ, you do have to think about defense. And we had the question: it was how much better does this make them going into playoff and possible championship, quote unquote, contention? And clearly, it has not played out well for them. So like we said and, before, time would tell. Time is told. And, Max, one more thing. You you wanted to do well with Kyrie because then you can show him, hey, you can resign here because this is, look how it's working. 
Max, no. I don't think there is any possibility that Kyrie resigns considering how the end I of the season don't, went. If I'm the Dallas Mavericks, I don't want him to resign. But you gave up, that, and that's that's the risk. I know of that's, getting Kyrie, that's why right? you messed up. That was inherent. Classic yeah. Mark Cuban, a fool. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, Trey, we got to dive into our meat and our potatoes here, uh, and we got something. Uh, we got a. It's not an epidemic, but it's something that's not 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 cool going around. What what is that, Max? That would be streaming, streaming channels, streaming in sports. And yes. how how it's become almost the new normal. It used to be okay. This game was on ESPN and ESPN Plus, right? And so, like, and and it would be it was it was kind of like it was getting pushed slowly, but now it's become really the new norm. Yeah. And how people and how people have to interact with the with with sports content. You're you're <laughs> you're almost forced into. If you want to watch this game, you have to get Apple TV or ESPN Plus or YouTube TV or you know what I mean? Or 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 Prime. You have to get one of these, right? Like when you talk about Thursday Night Football, right? Th- that's on Prime now. That's a well, Prime I mean, exclusive. We'll talk about how annoying that is, right? Like, hey, I don't want to have to pay $15 a month for Amazon Prime. Not only that, now I have to pay for Amazon Prime. I have to pay for YouTube TV. Or I have to have a TV service. I got to get YouTube TV. I got to have, you know, Apple TV. And then I got to buy, you know, the new NFL Sunday ticket on top of that, which is another $10 a month. So I'm looking at paying 60, 75 bucks right here just to try to watch all my favorite teams. The whole point of cutting the cord is to save cost, right? Well, that's it what it was. Like that's with- why we got rid of cable, right? Because, because yeah. oh, oh, yeah, we could save money and you just get one service. Now it's I have to get six services, and I still can't even watch the games. And it's not like two. The thing is, it boggles my mind. It's not, hey, I can uh, just buy the Patriots package, right? And I can mm-hmm. just pay fifteen bucks a month and just watch all my Pats games, whether they're home or away. No big deal. No, I I to watch Thursday night football. <laughs> I gotta have Prime, dude. That doesn't make any sense. I don't have. I haven't had Amazon Prime since I left college because it's too expensive mm. for me. I don't want to. I don't want to spend my money. Some people love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I spend my money on other things and vice versa. Some people are like, hey, I don't want to get Hulu and ESPN Plus. I don't want Disney Plus. Okay, that's great. I shouldn't There's have to so buy many them. Co- combinations of things, and you're still not going to be fully satisfied. Is the thing, right? Where it's like, I I know we kind of sound like old heads of like, oh, we are not getting down Man. with the new time. <laughs> but capitalism's like, but- really screwing us right now. <laughs> But it's the exclusivity of it that makes it so difficult where it's like no one's going to be happy with the combination it's, of services that they get. It's elitist. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, yeah, it's I don't know. It's just it's just really a, a backwards capitalist design uh, that has just made it really difficult to enjoy sports. And here's the thing. When you can't put eyes in front of the TV and butts in seats. Is that really a good thing? I don't know. I Shrey, do you think enough people are going to go through this and buy it to make it worthwhile, or are they going to change it? I don't think people. It's going to be difficult for people to long term feel like it's a it, they're getting any return on their investment when they can't even when they get a certain streaming service, they may not get everything. Right? You you want something that like with cable, it was it was everything was on it, but now you're worried about oh. I only have ESPN plus, but this baseball game I wanted to watch is on Apple TV plus 
now I have to go and get this new one. What if uh, what if the MLB's contract runs out and now, you know what I mean? Like another service buys oh, it's, the it's, rights. Yeah, right. It's just it's you're just never going right. to be happy. The the rights are just going to be spinning around every couple of years. When well, yeah, the it's like when things over. when things leave Netflix, right? It's like oh, I bought Netflix so I could watch The Office. Exactly. Now I have to buy Peacock. Yeah, and I'm too exactly. lazy to cancel my Netflix subscription, so I'm just going to pay more money. Hey. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. just annoying. And like you said, well, the ex- the exclusivity of everything is yeah. just it's not it's not cool. That's why having the option like of buying cable packages that have everything was so helpful. At least because okay, you buy one cable package, maybe it's a little expensive in your area, but you get everything that you need out of it. Yeah, you but right, we're just we're services. just going back to that though, because you see, it's like, hey, you can buy this one bundle and you get ESPN Plus, Hulu, and Disney Plus, and it's going to be the same things right. as the companies start to merge and acquire each other. It's going to be, hey, buy Premium Plus package, you get Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, uh, and YouTube TV all in one fun bundle. So right. shoot me. the fundle the fundle yeah well in other news uh another actually big thing that happened for the nba is a brand new collective bargaining agreement between the nba and the players of the nba uh and this comes with a lot of just big things and big changes a few of the ones i want to highlight uh the plan tournament or the in-season tournament uh is going to be a new thing so it's going to be I think the highest seeded teams or like certain teams will compete. It's kind of like a little March madness. It's going to get down to, you know, a final four. It's going to be held in like a neutral, you know, arena or whatever it is. Kind of cool. There's cash incentives for the players. And I think that's going to help make the regular season a little bit more interesting. uh, Cause I know for busy working adults, it's hard to tune into the same problem with baseball, hard to tune into a lot of games. So new uh, in season tournament is cool. 65 game minimum. For games oh, yeah. played for major awards, which I think is super cool. Uh, they should also just do that for all-star. Well, not 65, but they should do a minimum number of games to be an all-star. Zion. Mm. <clears throat> to be um, on the ballot, right? Right. Uh, two-way contract spots going from two to three, giving more opportunity to more guys on G League teams. Increasing mm-hmm. G League coverage, G League presence, I think is super cool. Uh, and then something called the... Well, Trey, you have you and other media sources have dubbed it the Jalen Brown rule, but this is a uh, sort of money cap extension for signing players. Uh, now moving things up from one hundred and twenty percent salary potential to one hundred and forty percent potential. Uh, mm-hmm. What does this kind of mean for you know the main? Oh, there, and there's also salary cap raises uh, and things like that, and in the elimination of mid-level restrictions and other rules if you go over this sort of second salary cap that they've implemented. But I want to talk about, Shrey, that Jalen Brown rule. Uh, what does that kind of mean for teams and signing their stars or other players? So it basically, from what I can um, gather from that rule, originally the only way to sign your star player to an extension that was, you know, that that max extension was to wait and see if uh, he made the All-NBA team, like Jalen Brown was, right? He's waiting for, to see if he make the All-NBA team because then he would be, uh, it would be, he would be eligible for that Supermax. But now with that percentage going up from 20 to 40, that there's no limitation that 
basically restricts that should restrict him from uh that should restrict the Celtics from giving him that max figure. And it's kind of the ball is in his court of here we can give you that we can we we've the amount of money that we can give you has been bumped up considerably. So you could take this extension. Obviously in his the, case the L- it would be another another twenty million about yeah in change. Which so another, is a lot. Another, it's not a yeah. super max. And it's still not the supermax that that's still that's still up for um, eligibility, right? That still goes under the all NBA thing, but it it does increase the amount of money that that the Celtics would be able to sign him, whether he is all NBA or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. So that was a big thing, right? Like especially like we're calling it the Jalen Brown rule because he's basically the the point of contention here with this with what with the money and the the whole all nba thing of like would he sign is if it's more about the money for him versus you know being in boston would he sign if the uh if he got all nba right but now if that's not if that's less and less in the picture would he now sign knowing that the that the extension money could go up the contract extension money could go up regardless of the all nba so it kind of puts the ball in the player's court and it, it, it incentivized the team to go and to keep players. And now it's more the player has to figure out, okay, do I really want to be here? And that that might be what what's going to end up happening is like, d- does Jalen Brown actually want to be in Boston? We'll know because if he doesn't want to take this money or even the all NBA money, then he never wanted to be here in the first place. And by here, I mean Boston. So, yeah. Yeah, no, and that's crazy. And it also the uh, the CBA also uh, eliminated the restrictions on teams signing to designated supermax contract players, and then having mm-hmm. that rookie extension or trading for a th- third supermax player. So theoretically, teams can have three supermax players, uh, but it also, like I mentioned before, the restrictions on teams that go over the salary cap. So if you're a big spender, if you're you know, either of the LA teams, if you're Golden State, if you're occasionally Boston. Um, this prevents you from doing things like uh, mid-level exceptions, uh, trading cash considerations, taking on more cash than you're giving out. So there's certain things that you're going to be restricted from to add player, uh, like Boston's like uh, uh, like uh, Danilo Gallinari, right? Like we signed him mm-hmm. for super cheap using mid-level exceptions, trade exemptions, uh, things like that. Now you can't do that if you're a big spending team. So again, if, if for some reason we get three Supermax players, we can't go to the middle of our roster and be like, oh, we're just going to get the best free agent available and just buy them. Right, out. like you know people I mean? who buy, get bought out or... Right, or, just or like, like a, buy them on a vet minimum for... Because vet minimum. Of this right, so stuff like that. So, I mean, overall, I think these changes are actually pretty cool, uh, especially I like that kind of in-season tournament. Um, and for Jalen Brown, to have him actually stay... I think is a hot topic right now. It's kind of like Kawhi Leonard uh, after his run with Toronto. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. you look at all these superstars and that's just, there's a lot of buzz. It's making me kind of sweat a little bit because it's in our hometown. Uh, But that remains to be seen. And like Shrey said, it's not so much now, it's not so much about the money. It could be about something else if he were to uh, dine and dash. You know what I mean? Right, right. Which is crazy to think about. Making me sweat. Uh, another <laughs> thing <laughs> another thing that is making people sweat in the city of uh, Boston, aka or you know the general New England area, is rumors, it could be true, 
could not be true, but there are reports of New England Patriots coach shopping, Bill Belichick, Billy Bill, uh, shopping around young quarterback Mac Jones. That's kind of crazy. Max, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think something like this would come out. Like obviously when we talk about the Patriots team and they're actually like it or not, right? People people uh obviously I think in terms of the football, the actual football being played, they have become more and more irrelevant as many media outlets have uh, dubbed them. But no. in terms of drama, I think they're the the, the most Top dramatic tier top tier drama team right now um, and it, it makes for a good story right like there's just so many egos at play right you have you have bill who wants to control everything and how and how he you know gets to gets to his uh, all-time win total and and breaks that record and he wants to make sure that the team around him is the way he wants it, and he wants to do it his way, right? You have Robert, who is kind of feeding into that, where it's like he doesn't really want to let go of Bill, but he wants to push this narrative that the Patriots aren't just about, you know, moving along, trudging along, like they're actually going to do something about. But does he really put his money where his mouth is? That's the other question, right? And then you have Mac Jones, who was clearly acting out throughout the season about the coaching, about how he was kind of treated and how his teammates were treated by the coaching, um, like the situation he was put in in that in that last season, which he has definitely. There is some, uh, there is obviously evidence that he's right. But what, did he ever take it over the top? It comes across the question. This is a question for you, Max. Do you feel like Mac Jones, now coming into year three, is the future, or is worth is worth seeing, or is worth progressing throughout this rookie contract, and and, and keeping him, and and kind of you know, waiting it out a little longer, or if the right trade does come along, would you let him go and kind of start over with a veteran or a draft pick? Uh, yeah, Trey, I think that's a great question. Um, ah, man, you know what? There's one name that comes to mind when I think of Mac Jones, uh, and that's his understudy, Bailey Zappi, who I liked mm. so much better. So much better in just the way that he plays, um, you know, his, his IQ kind of on the field, even his arm talent. You know, Mac Jones has got a cannon for sure, but boy, the man does not have wheels. Like he, in today's modern NFL, where it's so important with play style to just have a, a quarterback that can run, see Kyler Murray, see Lamar Jackson, see Geno Smith. Um, Mac Jones kind of being more of an old style to me, could benefit another team, but for us and who I'd want to see on my team, I am inclined after two years of play to look in another direction, to be honest with you, because he hasn't wowed me. Yeah, and I might agree with you on that too. It's just obviously like I wouldn't trade Mac Jones. I wouldn't trade him for a bag of chips, right? And it has to be the right move. 
It has yeah. to be the right move. It's not like, hey, I just want to get rid of this guy. But if you're shopping him and the opportunity arises to you know, kind of move Mac Jones for another better piece, why not? Yeah, there, there's nothing that Mac Jones has showed me that that makes me I'm say, like, Ooh, wow. if we lost him, we would lose a lot of that X, X skill. You know what I mean? He's it feels like when you when he when they made the, when they put the the sliders Madden sliders on him, they kind of put I don't know fifty or sixty on every skill. Yeah, you know I mean, there's no yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no one skill where it's like oh that one's like an eighty five or a ninety. We don't want to lose that. Yeah, yeah, that that's something that we might not get in a in a you know. And I think of this draft class, right? Like Anthony Dude. Richardson and Will Levis. Like like that's something like. Where I say, ooh, his football IQ, Mac Jones' football IQ is so much superior that if we got, you know, an Anthony Richardson, say we like traded up or something like that, that we would be, that it would take a lot of time to kind of build that up, put that, build that, build that same with him, right? Yeah. I don't really feel that. Yeah, you, you don't feel like it's like it. Yeah, no, I no, don't I feel that. I agree. Yeah, 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 like yeah. there's nothing. And even with like, because like one of the things we were talking about with Mac Jones, like when he came in was, you know, his football IQ is a bit is a his ability to get like really get a handle on the playbook. I don't know. They're like, you know, what I mean, obviously the playbook has been changing. So not everything is his fault about that. Right. I'm not even I'm not even worried about straight even even taking that level past that right because because playbooks are tough to learn right when you have a team with a lot of stuff obviously after two years you should probably know it to be honest with you well but and it's just like the coaching has his, changed the coaching right? you has had changed McDaniels, coaching, and then some of the coaching has been bad yeah some of the coaching has been bad right yeah, so yeah. maybe we can chalk up some of Mac Jones's performances to just bad plays being called offensively <clears throat> Patricia now that he's gone. <laughs> If we do end up keeping him, I think we could actually probably see a little bit more of an upside, but not enough, like you said, to where I'm like, oh, we really need to keep Mac Jones because I think we could see that with anybody. And the same thing, straight when you look at his in-game decisions off the yeah. playbook, right? His split seconds, are, a lot of times I'm like, dude, why are you throwing this? Yeah. And his, if for as many 10, 15 yards, just short shotgun routes that we're running, how many of those were his decision how many of those were just straight the offensive play call in right yeah because sometimes i'm like I, does he not have the confidence or the skill to make that deep pass or do they really just have the suppressors on him and the silencers on him so hard yeah that, that they're I just think, not allowing him to you know what i mean I, and i like i don't really trust his deep pass all that often too i know he did a little bit more right when they had like 15 uh, percent more Parker this year than last year not enough yeah. to where I'm like, wow, he's really improved his game. And I yeah. don't see I don't I don't know if I see that happening. I don't see Mac Jones becoming the second coming of Brady. And that's the thing. After two years, you should kind of be able to kind of like read who a guy is. I mean, Christ, right. Kyler Murray, after two years, we were like, all right, this kid's got a future. He's got enough to where we're like, he can do well despite his size in the NFL. Right. Right? He's like in, what, you saw you saw immediate now. upside immediate upside where we're like okay this kid can make plays and if you want to be a winning franchise that's something you got the same thing with lamar jackson right he came yeah. in his first year he was ah, you know ossie ossie next year year two we're like wow this guy's got some freaking upside he's improved a lot and then he became the mvp yeah so it's like you, you clearly great- know that there's a trajectory but like with mac jones you can't really pinpoint a trajectory you say okay his first season as a starter, 
he he the team does well they make the playoffs they obviously get battered by the bills but they made the playoffs and they had a winning record so you you're and he and he made the oh god he made the pro bowl which oh my god great oh like i can't care. believe that's on his like if i could take that off his wikipedia i would um and then when you go into next year you expect okay he was a, a 3000 yard passer good touchdown interception uh ratio right like you expect all these things and even with the play even with the play calling be iffy he should have shown his talent should have shown a little bit further than what the play playbook was called if he is going directly by what the book by the book like like you know what i mean like there's nothing else he can do outside of it he can't think for himself like you said like audible out of things figure out the scenario figure out the coverage Right, like it's if Bill Belichick took called. like, uh, 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 just like a like a an old boxing glove and just beat the crap out of him every time he didn't go with the playbook, like then I would yeah, understand. Like, I would understand. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, come here. He, gets, he pulls yeah, his like pants rookie. down, spanks him, spanks him raw. Right, he's like, don't you dare get off my playbook, boy. If that was the case, I could understand. But right, Shay, I don't think he's like. The ingenuity and like the football like spark and sense doesn't look like yeah. it's there. And that I know that can't be trained, but like we've just been saying ad nauseum, we would like to have seen it a little bit more at this point. So I don't necessarily blame Bill. Do I believe the rumor a hundred percent? No. Cause not coming from mm. the most reliable source. Right. At the same time, though, if it is true, I'm not mad at it. Like it could be a narrative that Bill's cohorts or team is pushing to say that almost that like he's unhappy with he almost not not in a sense of like oh we're actually looking to trade him but that more just like oh we're unhappy with his play that he needs to improve on it like maybe like to light a fire under him in a sense but you gotta also be careful about that because that could alienate a player and if that ends up being true, that it was like, oh, yeah, we made a couple calls and he knows he may say, OK, well, then trade me then. Like, I don't want to play for someone that doesn't want me. Right. So oh, wait, hang on, Trey. This just came out four hours ago on Yahoo. Belichick has made Mac Jones available for trade. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's a it, it originally came out of pro football talk. Uh, yeah. Mike Florio, uh, that, that was the first source on it. And now um, I think that's been kind of ruminating in circles of like you know there's just there's a level of discomfort there max i don't think there's it's it's kind of key that the quarterback coach relationship is good to to move on and move forward with that and it seems like both sides don't really like each other could there be a point where they do end up liking each other and they they kind of hash everything out yes but then you have outside factors like the the owner of the team basically Will he do enough to give give him uh give the quarterback the the amount of help that he needs, or will he kind of stick with whatever Bill has to say because it's saving him money, right? Like, it, well, yeah, I I don't know. We, there's look, so many factors. Why don't we shop him? Why don't we shop Mac Jones to the Raiders because they just signed Brian Hoyer? And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Mac Jones is better than Brian Hoyer. God, I was just like still in the league. Like, like Max, if you had Lamar, if you had an opportunity to get Lamar Jackson, and you and they said we'll have to take we'll have to take Mac Jones in a trade from, how quickly would you make that decision? Like, I wouldn't even blink before I made it. 
You know what? The Ra- and the Ravens could do worse. Max, how about the Max? How about uh, what what if the Aaron Rodgers Jets thing doesn't go through? Would Aaron? Would you take Aaron Rodgers over Mac Jones? I know we've talked about him uh, on both sides of the spectrum of good uh, and mainly bad. Uh, but if he was available, you know what? We can't get worse than having Cam Newton on the roster for like mm. veteran quarterbacks. Uh, I Aaron Rodgers is still. I mean, Christ, he's still got the talent, man. I would take him over Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I would because here's the thing, right? Here's how I'm going to look at it. If we're already looking at trading Mac Jones, I don't think he's on the team for more than another year, maybe two. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. What is he like? Is he re-signing a contract or is it just a trade? He's I mean, got another he, I think two on be, his it, deal. He's still got he's still got years on his deal for sure. Yeah, still got a couple years on his deal. Same thing. So would I take a veteran that's towards expiring that still has the talent, or a rookie that we're trying to develop that we don't know has the talent? 50 50 I, I i might as well take the veteran it's right? a timeline at least it's a timeline right with mac jones it feels like we're still trying to find the timeline but with with say someone like rogers you know like after two years you're not going to pay for another big contract for rogers if he decides to keep playing yeah. that's another two years you know after two years you're moving on we bring back brady we from the, from right. the Fox booth. We bring him back from the Fox booth. We put a ball in his hands. We ruin his next relationship, and we bring him back. Why can't he just sign for one day and retire a Patriot, man? One day, and it's the Super Bowl, right? Dude, the Super Bowl. Listen, don't get me started. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't want to watch the man in the arena. I want to watch. The real documentary that they make, like in another three years after, like his career is totally done. That's what I want to watch. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that man in the arena was done too early. Like while he was playing, so like, way too early. There were still things playing. left to say. Yeah. yeah. It, like I, it was definitely to take, a, and I think we talked about this. Like it was definitely like he saw Last Dance. I was like, I gotta get in on this. This, Jamie. Jamie, seven, call my producer. Seven episode thing. Call my producer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need um, a movie deal. Yeah, I need a movie deal. Oh, yeah. With with Mac Jones. And another thing, Matt. One more thing, Max. Do you think Mac Jones is a good leader? I heard I heard some I heard some reports about a lack of respect going down and up the line uh in New England in general, and whether that's players mm. not respecting Mac Jones. Players not respecting Belichick. Belichick not respecting players. Belichick not respecting Mac Jones. Mac Jones, some combo of the of the latter. Um, so if that's continuing to ruminate throughout the no. locker room, who is the leader there, right? Like, it feels like the quarterback is the de facto leader. Right. But, but you, you got Belichick bringing back, like, Matt Slater, right? And then you didn't know about Devin McCourty for a while. And yeah. he, obviously he retired and, you know... Uh, we wish him best on his what his next endeavors, but that it felt like that was extending because they didn't really have some sort of good leader in the quarterback. Like that, that gives me pa- a cause for concern. Of once Slater is gone, obviously now McCordy is 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 not a Patriot anymore. Who's gonna be? Who's going to be the guy? Do they feel like Mac Jones is automatically going to, oh, it's just like the light bulb is going to click, and now we won't need any of those veterans that we've been hanging around to, to provide leadership. I don't know no. if it's that it's that simple. And I don't think it, it just happens like that. Like you that. Either are, yeah, you either are a leader or you're not. 
Well, yeah. I mean, and I don't know if he is. You can I, become I mean, a better leader. You can, can become can a better a, leader. I can take a leadership masterclass. You can become a better leader, right? But there are, but there are. Listen, guys, I've been listening to Jordan Peterson podcast nonstop for 72 hours. I feel like I've cracked the code. Jordan (laughs) Peterson, Joe Rogan, uh, uh, and and, uh, Napoleon Hill. Okay. I need nothing else. I'm good. (laughs) I know how to lead men unto their deaths. Okay. Follow me, guys. You're you're a top G, Max. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. How could I forget about Andrew Tate, the leader of leaders? God. All right. All right. I'm cutting this podcast off. I've had enough. We're going down a dark hole. Christ. All right. Well, yeah. I don't know, Shrey. Like we always say, time will tell. But I think that's a good discussion and a good debate. Let us know what you think about Mac Jones and his future, whether that be in New England or not. Uh, on all of our socials, yeah, if you guys don't know this, uh, we have many socials. We have a link tree. We have a uh, to our Twitter, our YouTube, our Instagram, um, our TikTok. Uh, we, we are everywhere. So check us out. Show us some love. Uh, we really appreciate it. The clips that we've been posting have been, you know, catching fire sometimes, which is super cool to see. And uh, we'll keep on keeping on, yeah? Absolutely. All right, you've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas, and we will see you next time. Peace.